Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOpen.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about dealing with a narcissist. Now I thought this topic was important because although I know I've covered similar topics of dealing with toxic people, this keeps coming up for me when I'm doing readings for people and the coaching clients that I've been working with lately. And so I feel like the universe really wants me to get this message out to anyone who's listening who may be dealing with a, a narcissist in their lives. Now, when most people think of a narcissist, they think of a partner, a romantic partner, but it does not have to be. You can be dealing with a narcissist parent, so a mom or dad, a sibling, it could be a person you work with or a friend. There are many relationships in our lives, and if you have to deal with a narcissist in any of them, it can be very difficult, and it can be difficult to get out of that relationship. So today I'm going to talk to you about what is a narcissist, because I think that a lot of people get labeled narcissists when they're not really that. Some people can exhibit narcissistic behavior, but not really truly be a narcissist. And I think it's important to understand what it truly means and what behaviors are exhibited. And the thing about it is that it can be tricky because you get into these relationships and you don't realize that you're being manipulated or that things are happening. And then it can become very difficult to leave. So I want to talk to you today about why you should leave. It's so important to get out of those relationships if you can because they're extremely toxic and they take a toll on your own self-esteem and self-worth. I know because I was dealing with one a long time ago and I know it took an extreme toll on my self-esteem. And so I want to talk about how you can recover from this as well. So the first thing we need to talk about, what is a narcissist? So someone who is very self-centered and short on empathy might be described as having a narcissistic personality disorder. It is a legitimate mental health condition and it requires diagnosis by a mental health professional. Some people who exhibit these characteristics that don't have a narcissistic personality disorder. They may have an inflated sense of self, need constant praise, they take advantage of others, and not recognize or care about the needs of others. So they might exhibit those behaviors, but not necessarily have that disorder. Also, people who are narcissistic tend to be very sensitive to criticism, even though they have high self-esteem. So the truth is people who are narcissistic often have very low self-esteem themselves, even though you would look at this person and be like, what? How is that possible that they have low self-esteem because they seem so outgoing and they seem so um, sure of themselves and confident? But really it's a false mask that they're hiding behind and they're really insecure so this act that they put on, they don't want anyone to see they're really insecure. So they're like overly arrogant and confident in who they are. It's important that you see narcissists for who they really are because they're very, very good at turning on the charm. 
and you might be drawn to their charisma, to their character. Usually, these people, when you first meet them, it's like they're so likable and charming, and they draw people in, but they constantly have to feel like they're on stage and they're working the crowd, working the room. But you need to pay attention to what they're like when they're not on stage. So when they're not the center of attention, how do they treat people? Do they manipulate? Do they lie? Do they blatantly disrespect people? Because if they do that to other people, they're going to do that to you too. You may say that someone with a narcissistic personality doesn't care about your needs and wants. And that's kind of true. Like they can only see really what's going to benefit them. And if you bring up your needs and wants to this person, they're probably going to meet you with resistance and be like, well, you're crazy. You know, if you talk about, well, you're taking advantage of me in this relationship, they'll treat you like you're the one who's crazy or you're the one who's needy. There's not a lot you can do to change someone with this kind of behavior. And, you know, if it's a family member, that's tough. But the main thing in dealing with family members who are narcissistic is just to keep your boundaries. You know, set your boundaries, and if you have to limit the time you spend with them, then that's what you have to do to keep your sanity. But if you're in a relationship, really, if you can get out, it's that's the best thing to do because it takes its toll on your, drains your energy, it drains everything. So one thing that you can do to really break away from a narcissist is to stop focusing on them. And I talk about this in my book, in the chapter when I talk about uh, manipulation, monopoly, and other fun games. And I talked about this before, but if you don't play the game, it becomes no fun to the person who's trying to push your buttons. And the thing about a narcissist or anyone who's toxic is they know what buttons to push. They know exactly what to say to make you mad, to get you going, to make you upset. And you need to take yourself out of that equation by not reacting. And that's tough. It's hard to do. But if you're not reacting to them, if you're not giving them the attention that they want, then it's no fun for them. A narcissist constantly needs to feel that they are in the spotlight. So a lot of times they create drama that centers around them just so that they will continue to be in the spotlight. And you probably just, you know, go with it and just let your own needs go and give this person everything just to avoid the drama and just so you don't have conflict, especially if you're a people pleaser, because we tend to just want to make sure everyone else is happy and we forget about our own happiness. So if that's you, know that you're going to have to not give this person what they want. You're going to have to not show them that they hurt you or having a reaction again. You can't fix this person. They're just constantly seeking attention. I think it really comes from not getting enough attention when they were children. I don't know, something. But you also need to learn how to speak up for yourself. A lot of narcissists will get into relationships with empaths because they know that you want people to be happy and you want harmony. So they will choose and seek out people that they know aren't going to put up a fight with them, that they're going to be able to get their way with them. So there are a lot of different strategies for dealing with a narcissist, and it depends on if you're dealing with a boss, a parent, a spouse, 
or if you have a coworker. So you might have to deal with different people differently. One of the prime examples of the personality of a narcissist is that they enjoy making others squirm. And if that's the case, try not getting visibly annoyed or flustered with them because if you do, it's like you're giving them a stimulus and they love that. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to keep doing it because when I push this button, they do this and I love that because I'm getting a reaction. So I'm going to keep doing it. So if you want someone to stop, you've got to change your behavior. You can't change them. You cannot change the narcissist at all. What has to change is you and your behavior. So you need to try speaking up for yourself, but not angrily. And that's difficult. But we can ask Archangel Raguel and Archangel Gabriel to help give us words and to keep us calm. Ask Archangel Michael to be with you, to give you strength and to keep you calm. When dealing with them, try to be firm and gentle. But if you raise your voice at all, that gives the narcissist, that's like an argument, that's drama. They love that. They feed into that. So you cannot do that. Just be very specific and consistent about what you're not going to accept and how you expect to be treated. But they probably are not going to care or understand. Because honestly, narcissists can't understand things from your perspective. They lack empathy. Those clear boundaries, though, are super, super important. Because they honestly don't understand that idea of personal space. And they don't understand... Um, you wanting to keep things personal or whatever. So you've got to make sure that you set those boundaries like, hey, we're not going to have these discussions in public and I need my space here and you're crossing a boundary. You're getting into my personal space. Here's another example. Um, My ex used to like tap our phones. So I got phones for my kids and I found out later through my kids, that he was keeping track of their phones. He had tracking devices on them and not just like tracking where they went, but actually like he could hear our conversations like in my own home. We did not live together. He was doing this. He had stuff on his mom's computer. He was always like spy stuff so he could use things against you. And that's what a narcissist will do. They will take whatever you have to use it against you. So be careful then about setting those healthy boundaries and making sure they're not doing things like that to you, like checking your phone or, you know, those things cross the boundary. I don't care if you're in a relationship, checking someone's phone is not okay unless they have your permission. So doing things like that, that crosses a line. You also, though, can expect that you're going to receive some pushback if you try to set a healthy boundary with them. But that's okay. You still need to do it. They may have demands of their own or they may try to manipulate you. My ex used tears for manipulation. Like he could cry on demand and it would make me feel bad. They may try to guilt you into believing that you're the one who's being unreasonable or you're being controlling. What they do is they project their stuff onto you. So it makes you feel like you're the crazy one. You go and you talk to your friends and family and they're like, you know what? Your husband's being controlling and you're like, oh, I, I kind of see that. I don't know. And then you go back and you say to him, hey, you know, my family kind of thinks you're being controlling because you're doing this. And they're like, what? Your family is just trying to keep you from me. Like they flip it. So usually it drives a wedge between your loved ones and 
you because of this person. They have to drive that wedge because if your loved ones are around you, they're going to warn you and they're going to tell you, look, we don't like this person's behavior. We don't like how you're being treated and they don't want that. So they try to drive a wedge and they try to, what my ex would do is everybody, everything was a secret. So my kids couldn't tell me things and, you know, I like his mom even wouldn't tell me things. There's always secrets everywhere. It's horrible. And we're still dealing with the damn repercussions of this. I'm so angry about him driving a wedge with everyone. It's caused such chaos. And I can't even have like a normal relationship with my own children because they still think they have to keep secrets or they have to do this or they have to do that because they, he played so many mind games with them. So it's so important that you don't isolate yourself because that is something that a narcissist wants to do is to isolate you so that you don't talk to your family. You don't talk to your friends and you may feel that way. You may feel like I don't even know who I am anymore. That is what the narcissist does because they really want you all to themselves. They want that attention. They want that spotlight and they can't have it. If you're in a normal relationship, you should still be able to have a life outside of that relationship. But if this person just wants all of the attention and you can't give your attention to anyone else because they're taking up everything, then they're doing what you don't want them to do is just isolate you. And that makes you feel very depressed too and lonely. Like I used to have friends and now I don't have friends anymore. So it's really important that you have a support system. So don't let that person drive a wedge. And if they have, reach out to your family, reach out to your friends, you know, try to nurture those friendships and get together with your friends and family. And don't allow your narcissist partner to tell you that you can't because they're just trying to keep you isolated so nobody educates you and tells you what you should be doing and how to leave them because that's what they don't want. They don't want you to take your power back, which is exactly what you're doing if you are, you know, reaching out to a support system or just going out with friends. So how can you leave a narcissistic relationship? This is really one of the hardest things that you can ever do because there becomes such a cycle with these people and they get you to depend on them emotionally, financially, and psychologically, and you feel so drained. They need someone to abuse and to manipulate in order to fulfill their needs and to constantly fuel that ego to prove that they're better, stronger, and smarter than everyone else. It's like the ego that ate New York City. I mean, it's so bad. So they will like love bomb. So one minute my ex would tell me I was the most amazing angel, beautiful, everything. And then the next minute be calling me the worst names I've ever heard and I've ever been called before. It's like there's two personalities there. And they use gaslighting to make you feel like you're the one causing the problem. When in reality, it's them. They're the ones causing the problem. You have to keep your boundaries firm. And I think one of the really, one of the greatest things you can do is to work on your own self-esteem because what narcissists do is pick up on any little bit of insecurity that you have and they run with it and they want to break that down even more and say, you know, um, you, your, you know, whatever insecurity you have, they will actually take that and make it like so much worse. You know, they will 
pick on, for example, if you don't think you're pretty, they'll use that as something to taunt you with, almost like, you know, this is a joke and teasing you and just to eat away at that ego a little bit and at that self-esteem because that's what keeps you there is if you don't think you can find someone better, if you think you're not good enough, you're going to stay there. Don't give a narcissist one more chance, okay? Because if you tell them, okay, I'll give you another chance, first of all, they might take you back in order to dump you so that it looks like, you know, they were better than you all along and they were the ones who had the control and left. But it could be violent too. If you're with someone who, some narcissists tend to be violent, pushing you up against a wall or I was held down in a chokehold when I was pregnant. Those are kinds of things that they use to control. And so if you leave and come back, they could be more violent with you. Also, don't tell them that you're leaving. You cannot tell a narcissist that you're ending the relationship. You just have to leave because they will try to talk you out of it. They'll try to manipulate you with tears. They will come up with a plan. You cannot tell them because... They will either start love bombing you again and you'll feel like you have to stay. You'll feel guilty and like, oh, well, I do love this person because you can absolutely feel love for a person like this, but love is not enough. It has to be a healthy love. And so they'll keep you trapped by doing that love bombing or the other thing that they will do is their behaviors might become even more dangerous for you. Like I know one time when I threatened that I was going to leave, my ex unplugged all the phones in the house. That's when we saw landlines and like hid my car keys and I couldn't go anywhere. So he would like physically keep me trapped in the house. So just don't tell him that you're going to go. And that's why you need to build that support system first, because you need to, they'll help you come up with a plan. Like, where can I go? Make sure that you keep a copy of all of your documents and records because, um, you know, they might try to like rip up your pictures or destroy your property. I mean, that's another thing that they could do. So make sure you like hide all of that or make copies of all of that, that anything that you want, make sure that you save some money. You may have to save up money because one of the things that abusers do is they try to control you financially. So mine put us in so much debt and it's like, well, you'll never leave because you have this debt and he was wrong because it, I found a way you need to actually save up so that you can, ex- I mean, just expect the person to cut you off financially until you can get the courts to do anything otherwise, because that's another way to control you. If you're being physically abused, you need to report it. Go through the legal system, you know, talk to a doctor. Make sure that you log out of all of your accounts on computers and things that you share. And I would change passwords frequently. I really would because this would stop them from hacking into your accounts or maybe delete accounts and start over because uh, I'm telling you, my ex, even after we were divorced, would still like put things on the kids' phones and somehow my phone and whatever. It was just crazy. You can check your phone to see if there's a tracker on it. There's a remote access tracker. If you feel like your phone battery keeps dying, it's a sign that you're being tracked. Or if you log into like your Kindle and it says this book was read yesterday on someone else's, it means someone else is tracking what you're reading. So pay attention to those kinds of things. 
And don't give in to their flattery. Remember the love bombing. That is to keep you there, to keep you stuck. And reach out to people who can support you. There are a lot of support groups out there. If you don't have friends and family, there are so many support groups. And you can look on Facebook. I'm in several single mom groups on Facebook, and the women there are so supportive. And when they say, you know, I need advice, I do this, I do that, people respond and they, you know, tell them, keep it, you can do it, you know, keep going, you've got this, and they give them great advice. So try to find a support group around you who can help you in this. And don't just leave and then, you know, come back, stay away. You have to stay away. And I know it's hard when you have kids because that was my problem. I, I couldn't stay away. But in hindsight, I would have fought harder to keep him away from my kids as well. I should have done that. So if you feel like he's toxic to you, he's probably toxic to the kids as well. And emotional abuse is nothing to take lightly. And I would track everything, document everything, be honest with your kids, ask them to be honest with you because they'll probably tell your kids don't tell your mom. If you tell your mom, I'll do this. Make sure your kids know they can tell you anything. Document it and then keep a case and, you know, keep them away from your kids. I'm telling you, my kids are going to be in therapy for the rest of their lives because of this whole mess. And it could have been prevented had I been allowed to not let them see him. So don't ever feel bad for protecting you and protecting your kids And ignore the sob stories of, oh, you're keeping me away from them. You know what? Your behavior is keeping you away from them. Don't let them put the guilt and the blame back on you. It's not your fault. You're not crazy. You're not alone. You are taking care of yourself, and that's absolutely necessary. It's going to be a roller coaster. It doesn't matter. It's just going to be because it this person thrives on high and low emotions. And so they keep you in that high and low. And and it's a crazy place to be. And you feel crazy, emotionally drained, like you just can't do it. It will get better, but it's going to be a little bumpy at first. And you may want to actually throw away anything that reminds you of the narcissist because that can help you with breaking free from those guilt feelings and like, oh, but when he was really good, he gave me this or, you know what, just throw it away. Then you won't have to worry about it. Learn how to ground yourself because you experiencing abuse like this is really PTSD. You're going through trauma. You've been through trauma. Going through a relationship like that is extremely traumatic. And we've already talked about what happens to your brain when you go through trauma. It makes new neural connections and not in a good way, in a way that makes you constantly feel on edge and emotional and paranoid. But you can change that. You can retrain your brain. One of the ways to do that is through mindfulness practice. So you can do meditations, tappings. My Love Your Life program, honestly, is a really good program to take to learn how to find more balance and grounding in your life and in your spirituality. So it's only $33 right now. It's online. You can just go to my website, melissaoatman.com. You can purchase my course and it's self-guided. So you do the lessons every day. And I believe there are 23 daily lessons and there are a lot of resources too that are extra materials for you. And it talks about all of the things you can do to live a happier, healthier, more balanced life. 
And if you've gone through trauma, I highly recommend taking that because I went through it and I created this course based on a few of the courses that I took after I went through the trauma and it helped me so much, so, so much. And it will help to keep you strong. And the one thing that I will say to you that my ex used to do is to constantly call me at all hours of the night, keep me on the phone or try to text me. And he always tried to text through Snapchat too, so you couldn't save them. I always screenshotted him. He didn't know I could do that, but I did. So I still have them. Um, and, you know, I was prepared to use them if I ever needed to. You can do things like that too. You can outsmart the person who thinks they're just the smartest person in the world because honestly, they're not. They just want you to believe that they are and they need to believe themselves that they are. But counseling or working with a life coach is so important too because that really helps. You know, it helps you to work past the trauma. And if you don't work on yourself, you might find that you end up in the same patterns of behavior over and over. So you may keep attracting the same kind of relationship. Super important then to work on yourself because you don't want to keep attracting narcissists. They are not fun people to be around and you can't fix them. There's nothing you can do to fix them. I don't know that narcissists will change, honestly, because they don't see the need to. They don't understand why they need to change. So don't blame yourself but take care of yourself. And I hope that makes sense. And you can always call on your spiritual team to help you and to give you support. If you are going through a narcissistic relationship, I really send you so much love and light and prayers because I know what you went through and it's so difficult. My book, Beautifully Broken, outlines what I went through and how I was able to break free from that and how I was able to heal from that. So if you have not purchased that book and you are going through this kind of situation, you might want to purchase my book because it will be so helpful to you in seeing how I was able to break through and how you can do it too. And you can, you can break through and break free and you don't have to be tied to this person for the rest of your life. You really don't. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. I pulled a card for you guys. The card I pulled is from my Divine Whispers deck and it is what is stopping you? What's holding you back today? The universe wants you to know that it's time to stop letting people or your own fears keep you stuck. When you are trapped in your intuition, excuse me, sorry, I can't read today. When you are tapped into your intuition, you can't make a wrong decision. The only bad decision you can make is not moving at all. What is holding you back today? Summon the courage that I know is deep within you and take your first step today. You've got this. You have everything you need right now to be successful. You are being divinely guided and protected right now. These are your mantras for this card. I have confidence in my own ability. I have everything I need to be successful. I don't have to have all of the answers today. I am divinely guided. I am following my intuition. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a review from wherever you're listening. Leave me some stars on iTunes and share it with others if you feel so inclined. Thank you to those of you who have already done that. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook where I do a free card reading. If you join me for the live, I will pull a personal card for you. Also, I post videos to Instagram and IGTV. If you want to work with me, I offer private coaching sessions where we can work on anything you want to work on, love life, career, personal development, whatever, we will tackle it. 
I offer Reiki, past life regressions, and card readings. You can go to my website, melissaopen.com. You can purchase a session from there. When you want to book, just reach out to me and we will schedule your session. Also, I want to remind you that my book, Beautifully Broken, is still available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Goodreads. If you have read it and you love it, please leave me a review. That helps me so much, and I just appreciate all of you who do that. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am always sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye, guys.